it's four o'clock, right? Fix, push the live button. You're live. All right, so we're talking about jerk baits today, right? Yeah, That's we're fun. talking about we're talking about seasonal jerks. What? We're talking about jerk baits. Yeah. So, and like I wanna kick off the show with talking about seasonal jerks because I have a bone to pick. Well, let's hear it. What do you got? All right. My biggest seasonal jerk straight up is Santa Claus. <laughs> Why is this because you're Jewish? No. What do you got against Santa Claus? I, I yeah. actually think like it's a little known fact, but both Jesus and Santa were Jews. Well, yeah. I beg to differ. Scott would tell us that uh, that Santa was a Viking. You know what? He might have been. Yeah, he might be right. <laughs> Jew Viking, it's Santa, okay. It's fine. Yeah. Santa. So what do you, what, what do you have against Santa? Why is he a jerk? All right, I don't have anything specific. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm not a uh, a claustrophobe here, um, but we go from we go from Halloween and we like leapfrog over Thanksgiving right into uh, right into Christmas, and the whole thing feels like very disingenuous to me. It's like we're being manipulated by big tinsel. You know, people just want us to spend money. And so Santa Claus is the representative of that nonsense. So I got a bone to pick with Santa. Like, I think that Santa should stay in the closet, the claws it, until Black Friday. Until Black oh, Friday. No, 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 no. Let him out. So I'm going to tell you, Christmas tree's up at the house. Already? Stockings are up. Yes, of course. It's the No time way. Seat. Santa's the man. So you got to remember kids and Jack Skellington and Nightmare Before Christmas. It's like Halloween, Christmas. It, why are you hating on the season? Santa's I love Roger. this. I just hold can't on. believe you've got on. it already set up. My my wife, like we have like these bins and it's like this production. Got we bins. march the bins in. So the Costco bins, the black with the yellow lids, they're all labeled stockings, ornaments, trees up. Kids have their ornaments every year. The family ornaments go up. It's done. Like the house is ready. Don't be no, hating on Santa. I'm not, be, I'm, I'm not hating on Santa permanently. I'm okay. hating on Santa for right a little, now. All right. Like a month. Right like a now. month of Santa. Right now. Right. Look, I'm not, I'm not a Christmas tree hugger until Black Friday. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Let's start this show. Hey guys, it's me. I'm back. What's up, party people? All right, this is this this show is taking a turn for the. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, welcome to another episode of Monster Bass Live. Today we're talking about jerk baits, unless Rafi <laughs> decides he wants to continue his, his hate for Walmart and all things big tinsel. I, first of all, I never said Walmart, although that is a good point. I, I really don't like Walmart, but I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think. I just think it's disingenuous. I think that it's like, I think we're all being manipulated by, by the machine, by big tinsel, you know, cause what Halloween is a $12 billion business. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh, Christmas good. is what? $130 billion business. Yep. Nobody buys Thanksgiving cards. Nobody buys Turkey decorations. Like Thanksgiving is what? Like an $11 business. So that's why it's just, we have Christmas pushed down our throat. Like, 
at the stroke of midnight, August 31st into November 1st. And all of a sudden we now have to get into the Christmas spirit. Like I'm not No, we get to get into the Christmas spirit. I know he's looking at it all wrong. It's all perspective. We're I'm Chris Kringle. I own the Santa run in Sacramento for eight years. It's about celebrating family coming together. It's just, it's perspective. We love it. Santa's. I understand it's not. Why is Thanksgiving not about celebrating family and coming together? It is. It is. It is. See, we're, and and that's why you're going to Knott's Berry Farm. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. Way to, way to go. All right. It's all all good. We got invited. We got invited nowhere. And maybe I just have resting Grinch face. (laughs) That's right. All right, so we're going to talk about jerk baits today and fishing them in cold water and the differences and the colors and when and why and the cadence and all that fun stuff. So that the next time Rafi wants to go celebrate Christmas or not celebrate Christmas, he knows what to throw in the water. So, but uh, before we do, let's uh, let's thank everyone for uh, taking time out of their day to be with us. I can't see the chat because it's too far away, but we're going to fix that when uh, well, fix is going to fix that and. Then I'll have a screen right in front of me. I can see the chat and everything. But, uh, hey, I want to remind everyone why we're here, and that's to celebrate our love for fishing, and our goal is to help you have more fun the next time you go fishing. Hopefully you catch your PB, and uh, we'd like to think we've helped more people catch their PB than anyone else, and I want to celebrate a few people that have sent their PBs in. And if you want to, you can go to monsterbass.com slash PB, submit your pick, and if we use it, we'll send you some stuff. I want to... Uh, I want to acknowledge five people that have caught their PB fix. If you could put those up on the screen for me. We got Todd Camp. Todd Camp caught a 10-pound, four-ounce swamp donkey on uh, apparently a free line with wild shiner. Does that count? I I, I think it counts. I mean, listen, he caught a 10-pound fish. So, all right, let's go to congratulations to him. Zachary Mason, six pounds, four ounces in Iowa. He caught this on a whopper plopper. Uh, Larry Robinson, five pounds, two ounces on a wacky rig in North Carolina. And uh, Lee Sutton. Wasn't Lee Sutton a closer for the Chicago Cubs back in the 80s? I could be wrong. I actually Wasn't that, wasn't that Don Sutton? No, that was a picture for the Dodgers. And it was Carlos Lee, I think. Anyways, Lee Sutton, eight pounds, eight ounces in Alabama on a hair jig. And last but not least, Bob Bickerdike. Five pounds, two ounces on a spinner bait. Congratulations to you guys. We are uh we're gonna send you a little something in the mail. Great work. Hey hey yeah. Chris. Yeah. What's the what's the over under on Bob Bickerdike being a made up name? You know, I think Bob, I'm going to congratulate Bob. There's some, there's some good fish right there. I'm not going anywhere. People's names. It's uh, I mess those up all the time when I'm announcing events, I make names up. So Bob, Bob Bickerdike, nice work, my friend. Yeah. 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 Congratulations to you and the entire Bickerdike lineage. Yeah. Yeah. And if, uh, if you've caught your PB or you got to catch your super proud of just uh, head over to monsterbass.com slash PB, upload your picks or send it to marketing at monsterbass.com. Either way, if we use it, we're going to send you a little something and uh, celebrate you and your big fish. So we got plenty of more giveaways today. Don't forget, we got the golden tickets. So if you've got a golden ticket, put your uh, golden ticket number in the comments. We're going to give away. Let me see. I made up some uh, some Monster Bash bags. Ooh, are these the new ones? I don't know, but they're uh, packed full of baits. I got one there. I got another one here. 
I don't know where the other one is. I got three of them that I made. The other, up one, today. The other one. The other one's right here. Oh, so uh, the other one. Chris the other is going to give one away. Chris, how are you giving yours away? Depends. Caller, I want a caller that gives us some good information, asks a great question, that just something to do with a caller. So I'm going to go for a caller today. Okay. How about you, Rafi? It's uh, same as two weeks ago. So whoever, whoever hates wins. Santa Claus the most? Whoever wins Whoever wins the chat. And, and the weight of my heart might be putting uh, Santa in a timeout until Black Friday. Mm. Mm. Okay. Like, I don't hate Santa. I just don't want him around in most of November. I get it. I get it. Fair so, enough. All right. So, uh, you know, it's the cold weather, and uh, it's important that uh, just because the water's getting colder that you don't give up on fishing. I think it really comes down to just having the right baits, and I think that uh, this month's we put together a cold water fishing kit that uh, is going to help you out. Rafi, I think it's actually on the desk next to you in the orange box. Oh, everything but the spinner bait in that box. We could we could walk through. So why don't you uh, why don't you pull them out one by one, and at, and 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 ask Chris what his thoughts are about fishing. That's a suspending jerk bait. Done. It's going to catch fish. That's perfect. That's we could talk about that the rest of the show. So I know Bait Lab does some great baits. I know the people that are designing that. It's that's a great bait. Then we'll we'll table the discussion that'll lead us into the rest of the show. So uh, number right, one, so, draw good. So I'm going to save this one for last. Then we're not going to yeah. show pretend, it first. Pretend, pretend we never saw. Oddly it, enough, oddly enough, I was talking to to Sean Perez, the guy at Bait Labs. Right, I've talked to this guy for four years. And, and, and part of me was like, all right, this is some side hustle where he just like goes and gets factory baits and puts them out. And, and, and cause I just couldn't tell. Right. And, and so he says to me, he's like, well, you, you know, I'm kind of really well known in Europe. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I've wrote like 10 selling books on this and that. And he goes, I have all these books on Amazon for fishing. And I'm like, you do? And he sent it and he started sending me links. And it turns out this guy that I'm talking to is like, I don't know, a mini version of Patrick Sabeel or something. He's got all sorts of catches. And so turns out he, he knows what he's doing. So uh, good on him and bad on me. Hmm. Rafi, what you got next? Flat sided crankbait. Yeah, let's, uh, we will, I know that's, that's a subject coming up in the future, the flat side. We could talk about, You've got some texture on the bottom that does some interesting things underwater. That's a great thing, especially since I know we're talking cold water, but in a lot of places, it's still fish are up shallow. That thing will move across the water, entice a bite. So if you've still got reaction bite up shallow, you can't go wrong with that bait. Before we go to the next bait, fix. You don't have the air conditioning on in here. You have the heat on. Yeah, I want you to feel warm. The heat's on at 75, bro. I'm wearing Oof. a hoodie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is it is 73 outside, so it's hoodie weather. Turn that down to like 68, please. I'm dying over here. <laughs> the, the guy that complains when it's below 75 outside, I'm I'm with you. I, I like to be warm, but it's can't it's a have little the heat warm on. right now. Yeah, okay. For, What's the next bait you got there, Rafi? A lipless crankbait. Done. Again, what what do you want? I mean, if you're adding these all in a box, lipless, you can catch fish on that any time of the year, yeah. pretty much anywhere. You can throw it shallow, retrieve it fast. You can throw it out, let it sink to the bottom. You can yo-yo it. 
Yeah. Can't go wrong with a lip list. So you're right. you're hitting three for three so far. Three for three. What else we got there, right. Rafi? What are the ones in here? You said that There's there was a, one that like was part the of the it. Spinner baits next month. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another lipless. Okay. We already yeah, talked about perfect. that. Perfect. We love you, Zuri. All right. Why don't you? All right. So that's a that's a a. a a late season, according to Ray Larson, who's the owner of Razor Custom. And if you don't know Razor Custom, they're pretty popular throughout the Midwest tour scene. They're sold in some shields in the Midwest and quite a few stores. He said this is a late season killer. He said it's a flipping jig that he only uses in the fall. And uh, we paired it with some soft plastics that he recommended. So I think that's a, I mean, you can fish a jig year round. So, Yeah. KVD. High def crowds. You can use those. Carolina, Texas. Pair them with the other hooks. All in there's, all, we great baits for this time of year. Well, there's there's one in here that I haven't shown. It was hidden in the uh, oh, in the no. corner of the box. Oh. Oh, oh, oh jerk bait. Look at that. We should talk yeah, about yeah. those today. Okay. We, wow. we should. <laughs> so let's oh, talk about the, jerk baits. Why why should we talk about jerk baits? I mean, well, you want to, should we jump, open that thing up and we want to see that. I want you to see how sharp the hooks are. Cause that's pretty important on jerk yeah. baits, but pull that thing out. We'll start chatting. Rick, am I allowed to touch the baits? You know, after the incident, you can, you're, uh, you're 500 feet away from a school. So it's fine. <laughs> Fair right. Smart. So I think that's a disclaimer. I have a buddy that will not allow treble hook jerk baits or spooks on his boat just because he's had so many incidents with baits being stuck yeah. so i think be careful over there rafi that's the disclaimer before you get into talking about jerk baits super sharp the sharpness of the hook is very important high quality hooks uh, and normally they're a little smaller gauge so the penetration ability it's right. pretty easy to get a sticky sharp in you yeah they're so, usually so like you, number six instead of jerk four. bait penetration sticky sharp and me like what are you yeah. doing yeah <laughs> so i wanted you to open it yeah. yeah oh look at that look at that thing yeah so that's a hold it from the end so we can see the holographic because it's got a holographic yeah this is the hollow shad and there's oh, nice. a hologram on the inside that really look at that yeah you can see it so it's a good looking bait you know, when you think about fishing jerk baits this time of year, right? <laughs> You're like one of the Barker beauties on Prices Right. <laughs> Easy. Really good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just... anyway. Um, yeah, but when you think about fishing jerk baits, right? We're thinking about dying, you know, bait fish that or I mean, <laughs> <laughs> baits that imitate dying bait fish. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't talk. Um sure. Yeah, and when it comes down to it, I, I, I think about I think about the two different types, right? Suspending versus floating and when to fish those. I think about the cadence, and I think about the colors. I mean and when it's cold water and and, and the fish are, you know, we want to hit them when they're suspending and we want those we want that jerk bait. It's the erratic it's, movement and uh, there's nothing like fishing at this time of year. It's a high producer. What do you think? Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, jumping into it, because it gets kind of technical pretty quick yep. and people get nervous. I think the thing to remember is as the water's getting cold, fish are moving. And 
moving and figuring out where they're at. I use a jerk bait a lot just as a search bait because it covers a tremendous amount of water. You, you cast it pretty far away from you and then you're moving that back. One thing to always remember is the way the jerk bait's designed, it's not to be retrieved by the reel, it's to be retrieved by the twitch and the jerk. Some people call them rip baits because you rip it back. So depending on, you got the slash bait, I just call them a jerk bait and I'm jerking with a rod and the rod becomes super important knowing if it's too flexible of a rod, it kind of bows and it lags. And then you're, you're slowly pulling that jerk bait instead of snapping it. So you want a rod that actually has some flexibility to keep that fish pin. Cause we talked about those hooks that are a little bit smaller than your standard hook, but also it has to be tip stiff meaning fast action. And so you're jerking this thing back, you've got slack and it's this twitch that moves and you you hit it right on the head is, the reason I like a jerk bait more than a lot of other baits is no cast is the same. And the reason right. I say that is the retrieve, the cadence, I fish kind of like a spaz. And so for me to throw something out and just reel it in the same every time, I can't do that. And so whether it's twitch, twitch, pause, twitch, 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 pause, I think for me, it's one of these things like I get to, I get to pretend I tricked the fish into taking mm. the bait rather than I'm reeling it and I accidentally caught a fish. So for me, that's this whole thought process of a jerk bait is I'm mimicking a fish. I think that's what the fish are keyed into. And then the stuff we talk about forward facing sonar, what's been learned in the last five, six years about fish. We always thought all fish were suspended and people are using jerk baits and they're fishing over brush piles and the fish are just floating. That does happen and they do suspend, especially around like a bridge or pylons and different things. But a lot of times a jerk bait, because of that action and because of the movement and the sound it makes with the BBs, you can call fish 10, 15, 20 feet. So again, the, the technical side, clear water, color becomes really important when they come up and they see it. It needs to normally look more natural like a fish, but then you can get crazy colors that when the water's discolored or when it's cloudy, the fish actually will see that because of the color and be more enticing. So we can go, you know, we got, we got a show to talk about and I want to hear some people's questions, but a jerk bait is one of the most effective baits out there and can be fish. I'm going to drop the name, Kevin Van Dam. We got Kevin. He, he retired. Kevin Van Dam is probably the greatest jerk bait fisherman alive ever. And he won millions of dollars fishing a jerk bait exclusively offshore and would do crazy things. He'd drill holes in his jerk baits and let them fill with water mm -hmm. to get him to sink. Mikey Balls just did a great video about how he'd cast out a jerk bait and let it sink for like a minute and get it all the way down. And he's watching with his forward facing sonar and making sure that bait gets all the way down into the front of those fish. And then he starts twitch retrieving it. So I, I'm excited to talk about jerk baits. I love when people call in and, and they have some insight because jerk baits, you're gonna put fish in the boat you mentioned, Rick, a lot of people will quit fishing in the wintertime or they get nervous or it's not as successful. Jerkbait is one of the best ways to put fish in a boat. So it's a, it's a good topic. What, uh, when the water gets cold, like, do you have, do you, do you change up your colors or is it more, is it more around the, the conditions of the water in terms of whether it's cloudy or clear? Yeah, I, I fish almost always something that looks like I put like six different baits out. They all look like fish. They're kind of silver color. And and I know we talk about like just your we got this right here. Happens to say monster bass. You're gonna see it because it's got your red hook on there. And you think of a jerk bait, if it looks like a fish and it's the forage size of what we've got the fish are eating, and I think that's showing up pretty good there. 
a jerk bait to me needs to look like the fish that I'm trying to mimic. And I'm trying to entice this fish that really doesn't need to eat a lot of food right now because its metabolism is slowing down. The bass aren't moving around a ton if it's getting really cold. So I want to present something that looks similar. So as they get close, they see something that looks like a fish. The jerk bait to me though, is the reality is the twitch, the reaction, yeah. the bass can't stand it. They can't not eat it. And so now you're playing into that predatory mode is they're not making a decision like, oh, I've already eaten today and I'm kind of full. That jerk pause, jerk twitch, the evasion of as it goes in front of it and then it's evading away from it, that bass can't process that information quick enough. And I think Rafi said it a while ago, where maybe we give fish too much credit. They have to eat it. They have to come over and see what's going on. Are you are you stuck yet with your fingers, Rafi? Did you poke yourself with that jerk bait? No, because I didn't poke myself, that... but my my I'm getting a bunch of texts from people because our our viewership is so low that apparently our live is unlisted. So only the people that bookmarked it can see it and it's not being broadcast on our channel. So I have not poked right. myself, but uh, I feel like we poked ourselves on the back end of this this live. So stand by. All right. All right. Well, well, you know stand, what? They're going to come back. I'm going to just sit back and <laughs> something. No, 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 no. Keep, keep, keep talking. Just don't ask me questions yet. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in today, whether you're tuning in live or you're, uh, you're subscribed to our podcast, uh, you know, wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, don't forget to, uh, if you like what you're listening to, give us a thumbs up and, uh, for everyone with a golden ticket, right? There's three ways to win. And uh, whether you're uh, whether you're asking questions by calling in, or whether or not you're uh, you've got a golden ticket, don't forget put your golden ticket number into the chat. And at the end of the show, uh, Fixie will pick three winners, or well, he'll pick one winner, and Chris will give one away, and Rafi will give another away. But uh, today we're talking about uh, we're talking about jerk baits, the hotline. Let's open it up. So if you got a question about uh, the baits that came in this month's box, or Fishing jerk baits this time of year. Don't forget the hotline's open 323 210 4180. So there's two types of jerk baits, right? We got suspending and floating. And 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 I was reading an article from uh, about that Chris Zaldin and an interview, and he talked about when and why he likes to fish both. Because he said that most people only think about suspending jerk baits. And 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 he likes to take he likes to take a floating jerk bait and throw it in really shallow water, especially late season, whenever he can find vegetation. Because where there's vegetation, there's oxygen. And so he said, especially in when the water's colder and the water's cloudy, he likes to throw, uh, you know, metallic patterns, um, your silvers and your golds. And uh, he likes to throw a floating one because he's going to throw it in a lot shallower of water. Smart. Does I mean, that that's, I, I, I agree completely. And, and you talk about the bill length, like you look at the different baits. I mean, some of them that really determines how far it's going to dive down that resistance. I think one thing that we miss at times is thinking of the retrieve as you, as you cast, some people will actually reel it down kind of quick. And, and I'm not a fan of reeling it first. I actually just jerk the bait down to get in a position. If I'm thinking a water column, once you pause, whether it's suspending, slow sinking, or it's floating, that bait does something different. And I know specifically, like I know your monster bass bait, it's not just going to float up perfectly flat. You've got a wider body. You've got a narrower tail. That wobble 
on the retrieve once it pauses mm -hmm. and it shakes back and forth and it's lifting. I know that's what Chris Seldine's talking about is you you pull this bait and because of that bill in the front, it's angling down. And right. the second you pause, it wobbles and pulls back. And that's that thing is the fish see it. It's a dying fish, whether it's going to sink or pause up. The beauty is if you're in shallow water, there's vegetation. Every time you pause it, it's going to pull up away from those fish. Then you're going to jerk it back down next to those fish. Then it's going to pause and float back up. So there's a beauty in that allowing you to fish it in an area that's pretty tough to fish mm. where other baits, it's the exact opposite. The second you stop reeling them, they're going to sink and right. they're going to snag in that grass. So that's the, you can cover an area that's, it's kind of a tough spot to fish, especially when you can't get the fish to go all the way to the top. And that's the issue with fish during the day times they're, they're afraid of birds. They're afraid of being eaten. They're smart predators. And so you need to keep something that's in that water column closer to the grass. So it's very effective to use a bait that floats. I'm a fan of both the, the sinking for me, where I live in Northern California, I need to get the bait right now a little deeper. And so then we start talking about baits that actually can sink, but more specifically baits that have a longer bill out in front of them. And that's going to drive them down deeper to those fish. So I think it's important to understand where your fish are to start always. And like you said, if they're still in the grass, they're shallow, jerk bait's a great, great tool to use to get those fish to have that reaction bite. Mm. Mm. And, and you, t you, you, sorry, go ahead. It looks like we got the problem fixed. We were, uh, unlisted live but unlisted so nobody could see us except for the people that had the link and the only people who had the link were the ones who set reminders or uh or just clicked on the uh on the preview and were with us when we started hey welcome everyone all right yeah we're good welcome to the show right. yeah. yeah so I'll, I'll answer questions somebody asked about line talking about line with this and there's Tactical Bassin, if you follow those guys, I know Tim, they did a show a while ago, I think it was five or six years ago, and they talked about the line. They found out something unique because they do a lot of underwater coverage. And so I like to use fluorocarbon and I use it as a leader. And a lot of times I'll cast these on braid and I'll use a braid that's pretty thin. So 20 pound braid, it's going to cut through the water. And then normally around 12 pound to 15 pound, depending on the leader size, mm. they were having issues. They would cast out and twitch and that bait would twitch forward and then the bait as like you're saying this floating one the bait would start to go backwards but because the fluorocarbon had enough memory because it had been on the spool long enough it would try to recoil and it actually wouldn't allow that bait its full slack on the retrieve during the pause so it's something to consider i'd never even thought of wait a minute like wait a minute fact, wait a minute yeah. explain that to me one more time Okay, so if you cast this jerk bait all the way out, and yep. so I'm going to give you a perfect example. This bait, I'm over here as the fisherman. Yep. I cast it all the way out. I jerk, and the, the bait comes towards me. Now, I kind of have this slack towards the bait to allow this bait to have full slack. It's kind of maybe it's floating up or it's sinking. Because the line is trying to coil with the line memory, the line is coiling back up. Like if you can imagine gotcha. a slinky, mm -hmm. it's so this bait as it's jerking, and it's kind of sitting there. Now it's slowly coming towards the rod right. just because of the line memory. So it's like, wow, that's a big light bulb. They said they were not catching fish. They didn't know what was going on. It was one rod to the next. And it's because the line on the one rod was pretty old and it had the memory of being around uh. those coils long enough. So that really shows you Kevin Van Dam. I, it, it's like one guy said, Claude Van Dam, that he's the greatest jerkbait fisherman over in the, the, the comments. 
He he only he fishes talk- with, the, with the splits. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about always being on slack. So when you twitch this, you have to put your rod tip back towards the bait and allow that bait to pause fully on slack. And that's the issue is this bait needs to have that slack. The other reason is that slack allows you to snap the bait back. If there's no slack, as you think you're jerking or you think you're snapping, you're going to be slow pulling that bait. So that bait, instead of snapping from side to side, is going to kind of wiggle and wobble. I I did have a friend once and he he proved everything I believe about a jerkbait wrong. And we would go fishing and he had a jerkbait and he didn't know what it was because he was not an experienced angler. And he would fish it like a crankbait. And I'm here to tell you, he caught a lot of fish casting and retrieving. And if you look at a jerkbait and I've been out with friends and we were out on a pontoon on our pontoon boat and a buddy of mine casted out his jerkbait. We were trolling going about four miles an hour and his jerkbait is just wiggling behind us. He still caught a fish. And this friend of mine caught a lot of fish casting and retrieving his jerkbait. So it did work. You think it's, it's just a long crankbait, but crankbaits are made specifically for that. So these baits, the way they work, the way they dart, the way they move, they're meant to be fished a more successful way. And that is truly jerking or ripping them through the water. So it's, it's, it's one of the greatest ways I, I tell people, and I took this on is about two years ago. I, I didn't fish these a lot and I fished them where I, I could catch fish, but again, it was more like an accident. I didn't know why I would switch baits. I didn't know why I was switching colors. So I wasn't making those micro adjustments to be more successful. I said, I'm going to catch a hundred fish. And I, I went through the whole idea of, I would be out my kayak. I would have this area through this point. I would drift through and I would start to understand the cadence. I would understand the depth I was fishing at. I'd understand the different shapes of jerk baits, whether they're wider in the back, understand how far you can cast them because of the BBs and having things with that weight that transfers. And then I started fishing some once it got really pressured, and I think I did this to my own lake, then I switched to silent with no no mm. rattles. And once the fish, I think they got wise to even what I was doing in this one area, then I switched to no rattles. And if the fish are, if they're seeing the same bait all the time, you throw something with no BBs in it, no rattles, they're, they're again, they're, they're feeling the water being displaced by a jerk bait moving. Mm. Yes, they can hear the rattles, but if they feel it, Right. They got to go see what that is. And so this water that's a solid volume being pushed by a jerkbait hits against that lateral line and all those little hairs and whiskers that they basically, they, they feel the jerkbait moving. They go over and see it. They're going to eat it every time. And that's the beauty of knowing it looks just like a fish. And you start really looking at like what you do. I know this monster bass one, I'm going to hold it up a bunch. I mean, you got these marks on the side, iridescent. This thing is going to shine like crazy. And so if you've got this thing with an eyeball on it, you've got your red hook up front, whether it's bleeding gills or whatever, the fish is going to come up as it's swimming at that pretty quick. And it's going to think it's a fish and it's going to bite it. One thing I will say is people don't understand why you go to two hooks at times versus three hooks. There's a specific thing that you can actually get away with a little bit bigger hook on a two hook bait. So if you're catching fish and you're like, wow, I'm really getting into some pretty big fish having those really small triple, uh, I'll show you the difference here. We've got one here with three and those are pretty small. And then you look at this thing with two, I would much rather fight a six, seven, eight pound bass on this guy than this guy. Sure. And that's just the reality of having this opportunity. And that's what I started to realize is I would, 
I would catch a fish and I would hook into it. And it's a really big fish and they're coming up. They're really aggressive. And sometimes they would shake that bait that has the three small treble hooks. Mm. If you're seeing that happen, switch quickly to something that's close. that has two bigger hooks. You can set the hook a little deeper and you have a much better chance of landing that fish. So you get pretty specific of what goes on with the jerk bait, but it's a lot of good information out there. And this is just touching it. I mean, we don't have it. We have to cover this for like five shows to figure out what to do with the jerk bait, but spot on figuring out something that looks like a fish monster bass. Can we show us that one, Rafi? I want to talk about that bait from bait labs if we can. Yeah. But before I do, can we just back <laughs> up a little bit and catch everybody up? Because we now have, I, I feel like we lost maybe about 50 uh, listeners that tried and uh and couldn't find us because we were unlisted instead of live so to all of you that are joining us now thank you for joining us today's episode is all about cold water jerk baits i have a problem with santa claus showing up before black friday and uh if you put your golden ticket number in the chat you will win a bag like this chris is giving you may away win. You, you may, may win, win a bag like this if your number is picked chris is going to send somebody a bag just like this when he picks a winner uh from somebody who is a uh who calls in and for me you may win a bag like this if you uh if you win the chat best best comment and uh you know so far it's uh trevor english who thinks that the technical difficulties were due to the fact that uh santa heard me and hates me um you might not I, be wrong I, i'm I, I i was gonna say i agree you're, the elves yeah. are out there it's dude you're messed up i don't i can't i don't know what to do i'm staying far yeah. away from you i'm glad you're not on my christmas list right now you're getting yeah, cold thank you hey uh, we uh, have you know some I, people I, the haircuts. Love, I love coal all right well you're getting some so that's, forward that's facing haircuts with. They're talking about my hair, your hair, hair products, forward-facing haircuts. I guess that's the new thing. I, I uh, didn't know what happened over here. We were asked by a couple people, 30 minutes, if we can go back and just repeat everything we said. So we're just going to start over. Sure. Or why don't you, uh, I know I know that you're looking for people uh, to uh, to call in and they, the person who asked like the best question or whatever the criteria <laughs> is wins the, uh, the, the Chris prize. Um, what are we having people calling in for? What do we want them to talk I, about? I, I want to hear some idea. I mean, I have a couple of people that said the favorite bait is the jerk bait, caught their best fish on it. Let's hear some stories, some success stories, some fail stories. See if you got questions. Uh, it's all about jerk bait. Let's go. All right. There it is. Sorry about that, guys. I, uh, I'm looking outside and I hear you guys talking about jerk baits and I see my dog looking at me through the window barking. It's all sad. <laughs> All right. Well, we, so Rick, you're yeah. talking about this, the, the bait lab jerk bait. Yeah. Did you get any insight to that bait of why they designed it the way they did? Or can you tell us anything about that particular bait? Yeah. He, so he, he told me that he's a big fan of the metallic and, you know, like many of us and, you know, you alluded to it, Zaldine has alluded to it. And so he wanted to create a jerk bait that, uh, had the metallic, but the metallic, the, the hologram was on the inside so that you could have color on the outside. But when you fished it, not on a cloudy day, when you fished it on a sunny day, because of the hologram on the inside, it was going to show the colors differently 
than it normally would. And it would just give the fish something just a little bit different than they're used to seeing. And again, I haven't thrown it, but uh, I did send out about 20 of these things and every person I threw them to loved them. The interesting thing was, uh, was, was the comment about the hooks because I think these are a size six and uh, someone was like, I'd like this bait with a four. Um, you know, but, but that comes down to personal preference. Uh, I'm trying to get him on the show so he can talk about it before the end of the year because I do think that, like, he could lend a lot to this conversation. I was hoping he could be there. He could be on this show today, but he's actually in Germany, and so it would probably be in the middle of the night, so I don't know if that's going to work. Call him up. Let's get him. No, I love it. All and right. that's the thing is the, the size four is kind of a standard – size that a lot of baits will have on there and mm -hmm. that's changing jerkbait hooks is kind of an interesting thing because when you have these brands that test them and when you're talking about a suspending or slow sinking or floating when you start changing hooks you're going to change how it interacts with the water and what the action does so and i think there's something to be said that's kind of cool you can actually change one hook to be a little bigger when you jerk it it's going to dart don't be afraid to test some stuff and mix some things up because you might find the magic combination that works amazing in your body water. It's always nice to have two that, that you can compare one to the next. Uh, we had a question about the rod. I think the rod for me is this medium to medium heavy. I, I tend to go on the lighter side of the rod because I was in a kayak for so many years and the lighter rod has just more flex and more flex when you get this fish right next to the boat. A lot of times I'm landing fish and I wasn't using a net. And if you imagine that hook it's pretty small is in the lip of that fish. And every time it moves and jiggles and tries to get off that hook hole is getting a little bigger. And so that rod that can absorb that and keep that hook pinned, a lot of times I'll use a little bit softer rod. Mm. And so the softer medium, but it's definitely has to be a fast action. The tip needs to respond when you twitch, it has to have enough backbone uh, to move that bait on a quick retrieve. So, and it really comes up to the size of bait. Like you can go to these jerk baits that, you got a jerk bait and a lot of times they're measured in millimeters, you know, a 90, this is like an 85. And now we're going up to something that's like six and a half inches long. So I'm going to use a medium heavy on this. I'm for sure using a medium rod on this. And again, you're talking about what works successful for me. Hopefully folks are trying it and, and putting it to use rods are specific. I wouldn't recommend boat flipping fish with a jerk bait. That's an issue with having these smaller hooks. You're going to probably bend some out straight. There's some brands that have some hooks that are kind of kinked. And that's anytime you have a kink in a hook like that, that's kind of a stress point that can flex back out instead of the rounded bend. So uh, you'll, you'll see, I've had enough time with jerk baits that if you haven't caught enough fish to bend out hooks and flare them and bend them back and then finally break off some of the barbs, you, you haven't spent enough time with your jerk baits yet. Cause that's what will happen is you're going to break off some hooks and then you have to swap them. Um, and that's, that's when you get to start to play around the different hooks on the jerk bait. Now, when you're fishing jerk baits and, and, and you're switching between like an 85 and a 110, and, and, and you talked about the two different type of rods, are you swapping out the line? You know, are you using different line for each rod or using probably the same type of line? same type and it really depends for me is what size fish i'm going after and what's going to happen 12 pound for me is really safe if i think i'm going to get some really big fish just to be able to lay into the fish and set the hook i might go to 15. when i'm fishing the delta and i did that this summer and we we're fishing some tournaments i had 15 pound just because the water's so dirty and a fish on a jerk bait is not going to be line shy they're not going to come up 
And normally if it's discolored water, be spooked because they just can't see the line. It's fluorocarbon. Mm -hmm. But if you have really clear water and it's gin clear and you're going after smallmouth, you got to be careful with your line because the fish will be called to it. They're going to hear it or feel it from far away. They're going to swim up and they're going to be like, eh, I see your line. I'm out of here. That's not something that I want to eat. So then your line becomes really critical. And then you might have to go down to like 10 pound. And then you're dealing with a big fish. The cool part about a jerkbait is you really don't have to set the hook hard. That The hooks are so sharp and they're so small, it's easy to penetrate. Sometimes you get a foul hook. All these different things that we talk about, again, what happens to a fish that comes up, they, they hear this bait, they see it, they get close and they kind of turn and you twitch and then you catch that fish in the side of its face. Mm. You, gotta key, you gotta key into that. The reason that they normally turned is they got close and they probably didn't like the color or they didn't like something about it. And that's when you're catching fish, but they're not fully committing. And that's when you might make a color change. That's when you might be like, hey, I, I might go to something that has a little iridescent blue on it or some something to entice the fish all the way to commit to the strike. And so that's speaking when we start talking of, about tweaking. Speaking of not fully committing, let's uh, take this next call. Let's do it. Or the first call. Yes, the first call. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Gentlemen, what's happening? I, uh, I just had to call, and I, I feel like I'm missing you guys. I had to call in and be, be a part of what you're discussing. Yeah, we're talking about forward-facing sonar today. <laughs> and haircuts. Uh, and haircuts. Well, yeah. Forward-facing haircuts. Up on me because I have no comment for that. <laughs> I have, let's I have hear, no opinions on forward-facing sonar. None at all. No opinion. What about what what about jerk baits in Texas? Come on. I'm talking California jerk baits. You got Texas jerk baits. What what's going on in your neck of the woods for jerk baits right now? Well, before I get there, I'll have to say it's extremely difficult to concentrate uh, during this conversation with all the manscaping that has been happening uh, here lately with, with Chris's new haircut. Raffi clearly thought that uh, he didn't look good last show, so I had to get cleaned up for this show. Uh, Jared looking better than everybody, even though he's off camera. I mean, just a lot going on here, guys. It's our new sponsor. Manscaped stepped up and, you know, they're taking care of us. So we had to, we had to do our job. Yep. They're now for your right. North well, head that, no, as no, I'm well. Gonna I'm going to leave it there. I, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. I don't want to uh, have that. I don't want to talk about any more of uh, what you're doing with their products. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, jerk baits, you know, I, I think what's interesting, I would love to get your take on this, Chris, but with jerk baits, um, let me just kind of go back to like a normal, let's just say a normal crankbait. Uh, I have noticed so many times that I'll be fishing a crankbait, a spinnerbait, a slim jig, an underspin, and all of a sudden I'll stop to like look away or take my hand off, you know, the, the reel to, you know, look at my phone or something like that, and that's when the fish hits. It's that that erratic change of direction. And in my mind, and I have to use my mind here because I don't cheat and use forward facing sonar, but in my mind, that fish is following the lure, and all of a sudden it does something different, and that's when they jump on it, right? It's almost like that reaction, that reactionary cat-like reflexes uh, that we know bass have. Um, so... So what I what I think that's what a jerkbait brings to the table the most is that erratic action, the twitching, that that fish is there, that's interested, and that erratic action is what caused them to strike. And I love all the underwater videos that 
you know, tactical bathroom or some of these other guys put out there and the action that drug bait has. And in my opinion, I actually think a drug bait is probably underutilized the rest of the year that it's probably a lure that could be used year round and would still excel. But for some reason, we only think of it in colder waters. We'd love to get your thoughts on that, yeah. Chris. Yeah, you're, you're, you're saying everything that I'm a firm believer. If you fish with me and I throw a spinner bait, I throw it out, I fish it, I twitch it. I'm a big believer in that skirt movement. I'm a huge believer in recognizing when you're fishing back a crankbait and it's coming through its water column. When it gets close enough to the boat to start to deflect and come back into the rod, you'll catch 20, 30% of the fish at that point where it changes its water column. And so knowing a crankbait needs to deflect to move to make things happen when you have a really nice floating crankbait a flat-sided crankbait fish them jerk it pause it and that's what rick was talking about at the beginning have that crankbait do something different there's no reason you have to fish it that fish underwater with the footage they're bored they're following behind that crankbait that's doing the exact same thing so as the angler that's not hitting a rock or not hitting a laydown or some kind of cover twitch your rod do something for some reason, we only think to do that when we're using a jerk bait. Do that when you're using a spinner bait. Do it when you're using a chatter bait. Chatter baits excel so well when they go into grass and you rip it out of the grass. When you're reeling a chatter bait through open water, pop it, rip it like you're fishing it through grass. That's when they get bit because that bait is a bait fish that's evading something. And the fish are like, oh man, that's obviously something's trying to eat that. I'm going to go and eat it. So you're dead on. I use a jerk bait a ton. And I use it, like I said, to see a fisher in an area. And I use it all summer. This last year, I have five boys and they're all fishing a fair amount. And I, I always say, hey, here's a jerk bait. Here's a Cinco of some sort. You got a soft plastic. Learn to use a jerk bait because then you go out in the summer. I will tell you, jerk baits will catch every size of fish. Small fish especially are super reactive. They're not very smart. You start fishing a jerk bait. If you just want to put some fish in the boat, regardless of size, use a jerk bait in the summer. They're going to see it. They're going to hear it. They're going to feel it. They're going to have to eat it. So if a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to use something yeah. else. They, they use something else because they're more comfortable or it's something they think they're going to actually harvest a bigger fish. A jerk bait, you can catch seven, eight, nine, 10 pound fish on jerk bait, no problem. It does get a little more difficult to land them than when you're dealing with this monster size eight monster hook that you've got in a swim bait, because then you can boat flip them or you're fishing with a jig or something. But a jerk bait simply to cover water to get fish to react all year long, you're spot on. Yeah, I'll say a couple of things and then I'll, and then I'll hang up and let someone else call in. But uh, I think this uh, this Bait Labs uh, jerk bait um, this is probably one in my opinion one of their best lures so far super pumped to see it coming in this month's box it's it's uh it's it's i mean when i when i first took it out and was was looking at it i mean it it, it it's not one that you just look at and say okay that's pretty cool set to the side like you, you actually grab it the light hits it it reflects differently depending on how the light's hitting it uh it's it's a it's a really really good lure so pumped to have it um and then you mentioned earlier kind of the, the 99 size versus the 110. That's, that's another thing to just kind of experiment with when you're, on, when you're on the water. You know, try to match the hatch and the forge size. Uh, obviously, you've got the two hooks versus three usually when you go to, you know, from one size to another. But then the last thing to really consider with a jerk bait um, that, that does matter, you mentioned kind of suspending versus floating. Uh, but then also is <clears throat> just like a square bill, 
is the lip on it or the bill on it and how deep it's going to dive. Does it dive one to three feet? Does it dive three to five, five to seven? You know, is it a medium diving that's going to get down seven to ten? All of these things matter. So sometimes you think, like, well, you know, why do I need so many square bills? You know, or, or which which a square bill is typically three to five foot diving somewhere in there, but a crankbait in general is going to dive multiple different depths. The jerkbait's the same type of philosophy. So someone who's new to it, just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind if you're fishing a, a pond. You know, you're not going to want to probably break out the seven to ten you know foot diving. You're going to want to stick to the one to three foot or three to five foot, depending upon how deep it is. You know, if you're fishing, you know, a lake, but you're on a flat, obviously you want to pick uh, the more shallow diving. I know this kind of makes, you know, kind of common sense, but just something to think about and uh, try to do your best to remember the, the depths that they dive because that will make a, a big difference if you're trying to get down deeper versus trying to keep it shallow. But, uh, yeah, good stuff, guys. Awesome. I'm not going to give you a prize, but Email, I appreciate you, all of <laughs> <laughs> I'll hang up on him. <laughs> Thanks, Lone Star. Uh, I love it. Did, did you really hang up on him? Guy's a good resource. I love that guy. Oh, yeah, he said he was him. done. All right. Well, I wasn't. I had a question. I guess I'll just <laughs> no, ask. You, you, didn't raise, you didn't raise your hand. I didn't know that no. I needed to. I thought I was going to show I could do whatever I wanted. But uh... all right. So, Chris, let me ask you this. Jerk baits, right? And you can have this conversation or uh, regarding anything. You can have it regarding wiggle warts. You know, you can have it regarding pretty much any bait that there is. And, and when I think about like jerk baits, and I think about some of the older ones that are call them whatever you want, classics like the Smithwick Rogue, right? Yeah, like Smithwick, yep, the great right. jerk baits, yeah. right? But, but they're not brought up in the same conversation with the other jerk baits today, right? Today, all we're going to talk about is the Mega Bass One Ten. Why is that? Like. Is it that much better? Because I can I can name four brands that are sold on Tackle Warehouse today that literally just took a, a Vision 110 and reverse engineered the whole thing. And it's not hard to do, And but people won't swear by those the same way that they're going to swear by a, a Mega Bass. Why is that? You, you know the answer. It's, the answer is called marketing. And they do work. And this is the beauty of understanding fishing and understanding baits as well as you do. And I hope it's okay that I share other brands that I work yeah, with. And course. I know you always say it is okay. I fish with a Molex and the Molex, I don't even know if I have it because the one that I have is so beat up. There's the jerk. It's I'm going to hold this one up because this is the Finder Jerk 150. Their Finder 110, it's a baby bass. It is literally like four and a half inches long. It looks like a bass. It The rash marks from the hook, there's no color left on this thing. I beat it up. I caught so many fish on that. If you take a bait and you get comfortable with a bait and you learn how to use the bait, I don't care what brand it is, that's going to become your favorite bait. It's because the success, and we talked about this in the past, when you go out and you find a fish and you're using a bait, you have this success and this memory. And then you repeat it and it, you do it again, you do it again, you do it again. When you have the, I think I do have a mega bass over here. Actually, yeah, the 85 I, you showed earlier. So I have it over here. So we've got yeah. this thing right here. These, I, did, I didn't mention, but you, those hooks, the hooks are pretty hard to see, but they do have bend points yeah, in those hooks and they're kind of squared off. I've had issues with those as the, the point where those start to bend out. I've catch so many fish with those. They're great. The plus one, the plus two, they're awesome. They're a high dollar bait. 
I promise you those work, but I also promise you any other bait. I mean, KVD has his own line. Right. He's got baits named after him that he's won, again, millions of dollars of success on the highest level of bass fishing. These baits, if you put in your time, it doesn't really matter. It is, it's a little piece of plastic that's hollow that has three hooks on it. And you get to do a lot of the work with them. And the reality is, is if you have paid fishing staff and they're going out and they're, they're pro staff or they're being paid to market these baits that sell for two, three, four times the cost of other baits. They're going to have a whole lot more money to pay other anglers to use them and swear by them. And that whole marketing machine starts to tell people, well, these are the best baits out there. Toe to toe. I don't know if any brand, it'd be fun to do some research and see what's the most used non-paid brand on tour to see who's really catching the most fish. Hands down, I, I would have to say KVD, again, has probably caught more fish or is most well-known for fishing jerk baits than anybody else. And, I mean, you start having baits that look – how simple can you get? You're, you're making something that kind of looks like a fish. A it's got a couple – Right, so it's striking. I, I brought yeah. it over here because that bait – what is the cost on those things? You're probably like 12 bucks, and you're going out, and you're going to catch hundreds and hundreds of fish once you figure out how to make that bait move through the water, mimic a bait fish – put it in front of, literally you put that in front of a bass and you make it twitch and move in a manner that you can't duplicate by reeling it or doing anything else. Right. You twitch it and depending on which way it's leaning or what's going on, they're always erratic. They're always right. different. And that's what makes those fish eat them. So I'm a fan of trying different brands. And it's fun that Jeremy said that that new one from Bait Lab looks really good. I, I promise you, take that bait out if you had not used jerk baits. It is good enough. And sometimes we get so worried about, is it the best? I promise you it's good enough to catch some fish. And that's what you really need to focus on. Yeah, I don't disagree. Do we, uh, do we have someone uh, trying to call in? We sure do. Well, well, well. Hello, fellas. How's it going? Uh, great. How are you? Good. Marty. Marty Party. Mr. Mr. Marty. Oh, Marty. Lawson. How are you, sir? Good. Good. How are you? Groovy. Marty, what did you uh, oh. what did you do this evening? I actually got to take my wife out to dinner for the first time. Since she started having all these medical issues uh, since July. Mm. So it was a, a very good evening for us. That's nice. Good for you. That's awesome. So yeah, we've been through quite a bit, and uh, she's getting better every day. That's great. Good to hear. So, so hey, listen, you know, you're talking about the jerk bait, and I find a couple other things that you haven't mentioned yet is the type of conditions in which you would fish a jerk bait in. Um, I, I'm not going to throw a jerk bait when the when the water is glass calm. Uh, it's not going to work for me. Um, right Hi. now here in Virginia, really the flutter the flutter spoons and the blade baits are really on fire now. The jerk bait bite has pretty much gone away because the fish are really transitioning into deeper water, but. I found using a jerkbait this spring over those fresh, you know, just kind of sprouting up grass beds, um, using a jerkbait with a little bit of chop on the water. Um, and, and it was really surprising. Um, 
bluebird sky days were the best for me. A little breeze, uh, finding those new weed beds, um, that really seemed to work for me using a jerk bait. So what, what do you consider the, the optimum conditions for throwing a jerk bait? As in, you know, do you want windy? Do you want calm? Do you want, you know, what, what are you actually looking for? So optimum is the easiest way to catch fish. I'll, I'll load that up. The reality is if fish are not scared, a bluebird day with high sun, high visibility, no water texture is dead for everything. The reason is, is the fish are nervous. These are fish for millions of years have been being eaten by other predators. So they're going to be hesitant. You've got to trick them into calling them out. You mentioned a couple things which are great. Blade baits, flutter spoons, those are baits that you're bringing what would look like a wounded bait fish all the way down right in front of the fish's face, probably serving it up. Where the Uber Eats, we were teasing about being the Uber Eats of bass fishing, you're bringing the bait all the way down to them. It's pretty tough to get a jerk bait to the bottom. Again, Mikey Balls did a video. He let that jerk bait. So if you want to fish a jerk bait similar to a flutter spoon, it's kind of boring. You got to cast it out there. You got to let it sink all the way down to the bottom and then jerk it right in front where that blade bait or that flutter spoon has been collecting fish. Perfect conditions. Give me a little texture. Give me current. Give me a little cloud cover. Those fish are feeling feisty. They're going to come up. They're a little bit braver. They're going to come towards the top and feed. The current is a huge thing. If you think of the water movement from wind, water's constantly moving in your lake. And especially right now during this fall pattern is the turnover of lakes. And we haven't even talked about turnover. Now we got cold water. The cold water sometimes will settle. The hotter water is going to come up. We went from having our hot water at the top of the lake and the cold water at the bottom during the summer to now we're going to have our coldest water. And actually it's warmer for those fish to be down deep. And that's why the fish are transitioning. So it's this whole mind bending understanding of what's really going on. The nutrients are flipping over the oxygen levels changing. And so those fish can settle down at the bottom. Now you got to bring your baits down to them. So jerk bait is not that easy unless you have a really heavy sinking jerk bait back to loading up your jerk bait, bigger hooks, throwing it out, being patient, letting it sink to the bottom. Sure, you can catch fish, but a blade bait, like you said, looks a lot like a jerk bait. A flutter spoon, a jerking, moving piece of metal really mimics a jerking, moving piece of plastic. It's kind of the same bait when you get down to that point. So ideal conditions, give me texture anywhere. Give me some water movement from current. Current, if you really think about current, it's going to move those small fish with the current. They're kind of drifting along and you're bringing them to those big bash that are sitting on those points. You, you can't beat that. That That's also great. Again, Rick, Rick nailed it. And this is why I love this monster bass idea. You're giving all these baits. If you have a point and you have a fish and it's sitting there waiting for something to swim by, swim by a swim jig, swim by a crankbait, swim by a spinner, swim by a jerkbait. You're going to catch fish on all of them if it's done correctly. And that's the reality. We just get to pick our favorite thing and pinpoint what's working the best. So jerkbait is tough to get down. After 20 feet, you're probably not going to present a jerkbait very successful. The difference with a jerkbait is you get to suspend it. It gets to sit there. You get to jerk it. You can call fish another 10, 15 feet up to that 20-foot depth. So if you're fishing in 30 feet of water and they're down low, you start jerking, especially guys that are catching smallies in clear water, if you know they're sitting at 30 feet, fish a jerk bait that's down at 20 feet, rattle it, twitch it, pause it. You're going to get fish to come up and eat it. So that's why they're so effective. They just, they, they give the fish what they want to see. 
Yeah. Hey, so one other thing I got is, you know, Rick did the video, the unboxing for the November box here just the other day. And I just got my box today, and it has this flat line, the flat-sided uh, square bill that, that Monster Bass is putting out. And I really like that ribbed pattern along the bottom of the bait. I'm wondering yeah. if Rick would consider doing that to, uh, you know, his future jerk bait that he's going to put out. Because I think that a little bit of extra vibration along with that that metallic paint job, I think is really going to uh, – I, I think you'd be able to call bass even maybe a little further um, because, you know, they're, they're sensing things with the lateral line and things like that. So I think having that, possibly having that those ribs on that jerk bait, Rick, that might, one, it might make you stand out a little bit more from everyone else, but I think uh, it's going to give the ability to pull bass a little bit further away, um, especially like I love using a jerk bait in the spring and, I'm going after the bigger one. So I think being able to fish in different areas and having the ability to call fish up from a little bit further away than a standard jerk bait, having those ribs on the bottom of that jerk bait might really be something that's uh, beneficial to everybody. You're, you're spot on. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, I was going to say the uh, we have plans to put the ribbed belly on uh, quite a few baits. Um because we really did, we were able to measure an increased difference, and we do believe that it, that it is something that is going to call in fish. Uh, I can tell you that the the new yeah, think- the new square build has it for sure. Uh, I don't know about. I know there's a new version of the slick stick that's uh, that's being designed. I don't know if that one has. I I haven't seen the mold on that one yet. And then I know we're going to make some changes on the seeker. Um, but any new bait that comes out, we're going to look to include that on it because I do think that it makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, um, I, yeah, I, I, was I gonna, think that's, an, that's awesome. Yeah, I was going to add in saltwater jerk baits, a rip bait like that to fish. Yazuri, I know that was talked about in the box on their lipless. They've used ribs all their entire body of their jerk baits for years because they're covering such a big diverse thing of fishing in the ocean. You got to make some noise. You got to get fish to come over. The beauty of a jerk bait and bass fishing specifically is we get really target oriented. So we don't have to do too much more. The the jerk bait having those ribs, I think is a fun thing. It's going to displace some water and it's going to be unique noise as that thing twitches and moves through the water. It's going to displace things with those extra ripples. So spot on by adding it seeing what it does i'm excited to try some of those things and the reality is is when you fish a jerk bait rick touched on it it really doesn't matter whose it is and what's going on because how unique the movement is of a jerk bait the fish are going to key into that and and if you twitch it right you twitch it hard and and it makes that noise and that bait drifts off something that sparks that bass the bass literally can do nothing but go eat it that's the beauty of fishing a bait that causes a reaction strike yeah yeah very cool hey uh before i end this i just want to pitch our uh, monster bass cares uh you can see the venmo up there right now this is a way for folks to donate money to a separate account that uh i i in turn use to support veterans and first responder fishing events throughout the country. 
Um, right now, it's a little slow. So for everyone listening, really, if you have or if you know of any veteran tournaments that are coming up, and I need time. I can't. I can't support something next week. But um, if if you give me some time, you know, we all know about shipping. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, you know, Rick touched on that too. But um, you know, if you give me some time, uh, definitely reach out to uh, customer service at Monster Bass. Send them an email uh, with what you uh, are thinking you'd like to have supported by Monster Bass. And then they'll forward that on to me, and I will reach out personally to the uh, veteran or first responder organization that's holding a tournament. And we like to donate Monster Bass boxes. We've done rods. We've done tackle. We've, we've done all kinds of stuff. And as a matter of fact, uh, on Saturday, I'm supporting a, uh, a veteran-only tournament at Lake Anna. It's the 10th annual veteran tournament that's going on at Lake Anna here in Virginia. So I'm going down there Saturday with my Monster Bass gear on, and, and I got some uh, gift codes that uh, we're going to give out to the, to the winners of the tournament. So we really like to do this. We really like to support the vets and first responders. So please, um, if you know something's going on, reach out to customer service at Monster Bass and, uh, you know, let them know. And then they send that right to me. And then I will be the one reaching out. Um, the more information you can provide, the better, uh, you know, point of contact, things like that, that I can reach out to. So please, uh, this is moving along pretty good. We've supported four, four different tournaments or events, uh, this year going to be supporting one again on Saturday. So we really want to get this taken off. Um, the one big one we did was uh, for the Fallen Outdoors, a uh, big organization throughout the entire United States. And uh, I think we really got ourselves established here in the state of Virginia. And uh, I've, we've already been invited to go to the, uh, the event for the Fallen Outdoors down in South Carolina in, uh, next February. So, yeah, just uh, let me know. And, and please... Feel free to donate uh, to support these uh, veteran and first responders events. Sorry, that was long-winded. Over to you, Rappy. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, it was perfect. And thank you for all the work that you're doing on, uh, on our behalf. We really appreciate you. Yes, it's a pleasure. I, I love doing it. I love talking to these people. It, it's just fantastic what, what folks are doing. Yeah, thank you, Marty. Appreciate everything that you do uh, around this program. Definitely means a lot. Yes, sir. Now, uh, thank you, guys. don't you have? You guys always do a great show. And... What? Go ahead. I was gonna say, don't you have like a hot date to finish? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, she's up there watching like Real Housewives of Salt Lake City or something. So. I'm content with sitting down in the basement watching Monster Bath Live. There must be like and 40 of them me. on the show, right? I was going to say, it's called Many Housewives oh, yeah. of Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's part of my language, but that show is a constant shit show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I like it. Can't say I've ever watched it, if I'm going right. to be honest with you. I mean. Yeah. 
sometimes, you know, I'm scrolling through the iPad and it's on. So yeah. Stop it. You I, should it, just end it right they're, there. They're uh, just just <laughs> don't. I'm not hang, I'm not hanging up. I'm I'm letting this happen. <laughs> right. He, he, he hates he hates Santa. He loves the real housewives. It's all good. <laughs> I just there love Marty Marty. There you go. Perfect. That's, Hey, thanks, thanks Marty. guys. I appreciate it. Have a great night. Yeah. All right. Bye, Marty. Bye. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of uh, helping out people, I, I just want to give a, a shout out to the, uh, uh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but I probably won't, but to Coy Creek High School in St. Augustine. Uh, this is a program that, you know, I have a soft spot, spot in my heart for kids and, uh, this is a, a high school program that's in its third year, and they serve, uh, I believe they serve some underprivileged kids, and they're trying to start a fishing club. And I sent them, uh, sent them 25 rods, 25 tackle boxes, 25 things, line, baits, hooks, a whole bunch of stuff to help this program get off the ground because I'd watched this thing on Facebook for play out for a while, and nobody was like – it was like nobody was coming to help them. And finally, I, they just, I reached out, and uh, I think they're going to be pretty surprised when this stuff shows up because I didn't, I didn't tell them I was sending them everything that they were looking for. I just said I'd send them something. So hopefully they're awesome. watching. Yeah. Um, Rafi, how's the chat? The chat's looking pretty good. Um, you know, Trevor English was was in the lead for for a while, especially with uh, you know the Santa hates me and the forward facing haircut line. Um, and uh, Michael Myers was pretty awesome. He he had something in there about how he loves Monster Bass and has been a member for uh, for four years. David Yeska said that he got his October box and he feels like it's not a. Uh, a fishing subscription box so much as it's a fishing tool case. So he was super complimentary, mm. but the winner of the chat is Daniel Pierce because he knows probably behind the scenes, just how bad of a day Fixie is having. And so his comment of I heart fix is uh, hands down the winner. So congratulations to Daniel Pierce for making Fixie feel a little bit better. Thanks to everyone for your uh, for your patience and waiting 37 minutes before we finally figured out how to push the button to make us go live on YouTube. And uh, Daniel, yeah. Mar uh, email us at uh, at marketing at monsterbass.com. Uh, send me your details and uh, we'll send you out this bag. Congratulations. Wow. Okay. It's awesome. I was going to say, I wanted to give just a mention to John Ellis. He said he used to have a, a ribbed belly 20 years ago. We we're talking about our rib bait. So that was a pretty good one. Uh, like lots that. of people have asked, they, they're talking about how we tie, if we're going to do some kind of a loop knot, if we're tying to the split ring in the front, what the technique that I use, I just tie right to that split ring that the bait provider puts on the front of most of the jerk baits. I found that having a loop knot of some sort isn't as angular on the retrieve if you get rid of that that snap ring that split ring that's up there when you twitch really depending mm. on how that's leaning that lends to that bait snapping from side to side and so it's really important to have the deflection that is not consistent it really puts an inconsistent retrieve and i think that's an important piece to have on there having the bait tied directly to some type of a loop knot that twitches 
that pulls and it can allow some bait movement. And it's important on other baits, but it's more subtle. I also don't like the idea of having my bait kind of wearing and burning into my fluorocarbon when I do twitch it by having it slide and pinch and burn against that fluorocarbon. So that's kind of my answer of why I do tie to that, that split ring snap ring that's on there. And w speaking of split rings, what you, what's your thought on round versus oval? I like the round. Again, the oval gets to a pinch point. I don't know if the oval is going to settle and then kind of hang up. I found when I'm using big baits and people are asking about swim baits, if I'm twitching a swim bait really far and I have some kind of a snap or the quick change and they're too big and they're oval, mm -hmm. that allows the bait sometimes to travel all the way back and foul into its own line. So it's the same kind of thing I find with the jerk bait is the round are perfectly fine for me on the jerk baits. I don't need to have the oval and that the round just is enough inconsistency to really, I'm moving the bait quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, back to being a spaz, I can't sit. Some guys will let their jerk bait twitch, twitch, pause, pausing for 10, 15, 20 seconds. If, if I've got time to like stop and take a drink of something, I'm right. probably going to find something else to do. So I'm just not, I'm not that patient. That's why I drop shot for me versus my wife, whole different subject of the patience to fish. I would rather fish something else. And I'm a, a little bit more proactive. Part of it is I'm cold when I'm out there, I'm fishing like you. It's like, I got to do something to keep me busy. I hate how cold it is right now. And so I think that's why I like a jerk bait because I'm moving. Same thing with the flutter spoon blade bait. Um, I got to keep moving, but a uh, snap ring, split ring round is perfectly fine. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like, I, I want to like some of these finesse techniques, but like you, I, I want to be moving. I want to be covering water and, and I don't know, like the idea of just dropping the dropping a drop shot. It's tough. It's, it's hard. Tough. I'll tell, I'll tell you it produces are, though. It produces it, hands down. And I yeah. think that we need to have Kelly on the show in the future to talk about why us as men wait to try something we know works at the end. Yeah. When there's pressured water, she can come on and be like, you guys are so dumb. Use it first, catch your fish, and then try something that's harder. It's very intelligent. Yeah. But I was going to mention, if people haven't used a jerk bait a lot, drop shot a fluke. And if you think about maybe in the wintertime, suspend it a little longer at times and, and allow that tagline down to your drop shot weight just be a little bit longer. Nose hook a fluke, which is a soft mm. body jerk bait throw it out there. Now I have a finesse. I can let it sink to the bottom. Now I have this dying bait fish that goes and sits on the bottom, but then you can also twitch it and you can move that jerk bait, which is basically a fluke right through that water column, maybe 18 to 24 inches off the bottom. And you're going to come nose to nose with the fish at some point. So that's a great way to say, okay, like Marty's calling it's, it's hard to get this jerk bait all the way down to the fish nose hook a fluke and throw it out there. And you're going to imitate the same kind of thing, but it's going to be a soft plastic. Good, good, good. Uh, it's good feedback. Good input. I like that. Um, you know, today I wanted to I wanted to roll into a, a, a whole thing about uh, the baits. You know, we decided to when we launched some of these soft plastics, we decided that we were going to you know allow everyone to participate in the naming of it, the feedback of it, what changes are we going to make. Um, and uh, lo and behold, I, uh, I dropped the ball. And uh, I don't have the baits with me. <laughs> and 
I walked out of the house. I, I set them on the table to bring them out, and I carried a, uh, I carried a bubbly water and left the bag of baits. So I feel like a, a bit of a dumbass, and so I want to apologize to everyone at home. So here's my promise to you guys. I've got an ask and then a promise. My ask is this. I'd love to hear from who's ever listening. I need a name for a new square bill, okay? It's a silent square bill. Um, it's in production right now. It's been designed. Uh, I've got colors. And I've actually got four special colors that we'll talk about another time. But Debo from Debo's Fishing is custom has, has, has come up with four of his custom patterns that he's painted. And we're going to put those in the box um, in addition to our, our new colors. But I need a name for this bait. So if you guys could come up with some names, put them in the chat for me. I'm going to look at every single one of them. Or you can email me. I'll let you email me direct. I'm probably going to you know, regret this. But you can email me at rick at monsterbass.com. And all I'm asking for is the name, what, what you think we should name the square, the brand new square bill crankbait. And I'm going to come through, I'm going to comb through those names. I'm going to come up with a list and I'm going to share that list next week. And at the same time, what I'm going to do is I'm going to reveal the name of each one of the soft plastics. I'm going to name the craw. I'm going to name the craw and the worm. The third one, I don't know if that's going to make the cut. I haven't decided yet. I'm still combing through all the, all the data. But I'm also going to introduce. I'm going to. I'm going to tell you what the fourth bait will be, um, because it's. I think it's a pretty exciting one, and I think you guys are going to really love this one. And I'm just trying to decide what box to put it in. It's. It's either going to come in the Z-Man's in January, so it's either going to be February or March. There's going to be two brand new baits, February or March, and. February, the, this new bait is not a collaboration with anyone. This is strictly ours. Um, it's brand new mold. Uh, no one's seen it before. I think you guys are going to be excited. I'm talking with the, you're gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you the bait, but you're going to fish it with a, probably a weighted three-aught screw lock swim bait hook. It probably gives you a little bit on it, but uh, uh, I'll talk more about that next week. We'll reveal the names, but if you've got a name for a, a, a brand new square bill, Give it to me in the chat. Email to me at rickatmonsterbash.com. We'll go through it next week. And if I pick your name that you suggest for the bait, I will give you, I don't know. What should we give away, Rafi? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> should we let I have no I, I have no idea because I was getting uh, tripped up on the fact that I think that uh, ticking the top of stuff actually in the chat did just name uh the square bill his suggestion was calling it the forward facing square bill which i think crushes the game forward facing square bill. how am i gonna get jeremy to make a video on that <laughs> he can't have it on his boat he committed right. he could never have He's like i hate this can't use it did no, anybody speaking of forward facing did anyone see some guy caught a 14 pounder down in texas and the whole chat is all about when's he going to own up to catching it on forward-facing sonar. And could he have caught so this dumb. without it? And I'm like, so, who cares? Yeah. 
Could he have done it with? Could yeah. it, why couldn't he have done this with a with a shiner? Why did he have to use one of those fake fake baits? Like, come so, on! So no, my my downward facing sonar is perfectly fine, but your forward facing one is not acceptable. Right. I love that. Right. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite argument ever. Too bad. Yeah. Or yeah. Congratulations on catching a fourteen pound fish. Nice, <laughs> nice job. That's pretty yeah, incredible. That's, All right. Well, let's, what let's listen. Let's. Uh, I've learned a lot today. I've learned a lot about. Uh, I learned a lot about line. That that tidbit that you gave me from uh, from tactical bassing about the, the the line memory was really really interesting. That's crazy. Um, definitely the color patterns in uh, you know what to throw when it's sunny versus cloudy. Um, hooks are important, and I think cadence. I don't know that we talked a lot uh, enough about cadence because there's so many different ways to do this, and there's no yeah. real right way. I think that's what makes the jerk bait great, right? Like you can just be as inconsistent as you want because this thing is just creating this erratic motion in the water and you're just trying to get attention of fish who are lethargic and just looking for a meal and they're tired of looking at the same stuff. So yep. it's, it's, almost, it's almost the perfect bait because you just throw that thing and unless you're just ripping it back, which isn't going to really solve. I'll, I'll tell you it ripping it back as fast as you can in the spring summer it totally works and even in the fall if fish are keyed into something that's moving fast i think it's the perfect we need to get rafi one of these because he could literally cast it and jerk that thing as fast as he wanted all the way back or he could snap a couple times pause get a drink relax it all comes down to what you're saying is there's really no wrong way to do it i will tell you a lot of people shy away from them. They're, they're tough at times because people don't talk about it a lot. You don't see it being fished a lot, but professionals fish these relentlessly to catch oh, fish. Yeah. And it's not, it's not shared a bunch where people are like, oh, I went out and I fish. Have we ever, do you ever recall anybody with their PB on a jerk bait that you've shared on the show in the past? No. That is one thing I'll tell you. They're not known for huge trophy bass and that's an interesting piece of like why and what's going on sometimes the reaction strike with a bait that a smaller fish is able to eat a smaller fish will beat a bigger fish to it mm. and that's just from underwater coverage you're going to catch oftentimes more quantity than overall great quality doesn't mean you're still not going to put fish in the boat but jerk baits, you can you can win tournaments with jerk baits for sure. But a lot of times people are like, I'm just here for trophy seeking. Yeah. I'm not gonna throw a jerk bait. And that sometimes puts it into a subcategory. Yeah. I'm all about it. I've caught some really good fish on them. So I, I I hope people use them. I hope we get some feedback. That new one coming out, uh, when you're talking about different jerk baits, uh, it's a successful bait. So hopefully people from this show are a little more challenged to, hey, I'm gonna go out and, and they're ready to go and, and find some fish with them. Yeah. Thanks for that knowledge drop. Um, all right. Uh, let's give away these bags. So uh, I know, Rafi, you gave away yours. Fix, why don't you give I away did. mine? All right. He's going to do, do the voice. Do the voice, Fix. Yeah. Or should. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> okay, here we go. No, I'm not doing it. All right. Uh, the winner today is Beth Langston. Oh, M you two seven person. three one eight. True, I had a feeling. True, per, true story. 
How did you, that? That's amazing that you did it because she's so pissed with my customer service department. Oh, is she really? Yeah, she. So, so she signed up Uh-oh. for the SMS list, and for whatever reason, she's not getting her her freebate Friday text. And somehow, she escalated it to me. It got. I got an email. It got escalated to me a couple of days ago. Oh, no. So, of course, the first thing I asked was, "Well, what's your phone number?" Right. I'm looking at my customer service thread and you know they've been going back forth trying to solve it and it turns out and don't ask me how listen i'm not here to point fingers turns out she's got more than one phone number in her profile and so she's getting some text messages but not all of them and so anyway so it's just so random because i know the name beth we got it all figured out you're gonna start getting text messages so you're out you you should be Mm. getting freebate friday on friday and congratulations that fixie picked you that's that's amazing. So hey, I hope you're not pissed anymore. See, I solved your problem. See, now she's happy. Yeah, and Fix gave her some free stuff. Good job. Yeah, wow, yeah she Fix. also wrote. She also wrote the fixes in. So I think she thinks we're cheating. <laughs> Wait, she did she really? Yeah, 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 she did. No way. Yeah, the but game his is not name fixed. is his name is Fix, um, so it's a play on words. I'm not that smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All See, right, Jared, 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 it's because your last name is Fix and oh. the ex- oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, can I've you guys explain to me that? Can, can you explain that to me offline? Yeah, yeah. Oh, after, okay. well, after right, the show, Jared. we're almost done. Hey, right. I'm just going to get mine away. Justin Andrew, I think it's Justin Andrus in the chat. We're supposed to have a call. I, I'm going to challenge if there's if there's a female angler next show. I really would love some female anglers to call in. Uh, I'm going to throw that out there as the gauntlet. I'm going to reward the first female caller. They're going to win the prize next time I'm on. But Justin Andrus right now is in the chat. He just said, I really want one of those bags. He, he kind of asked for it. And guess what? I'm going to be your Santa Claus. Knowing Rafi is so mad at Santa Claus. <laughs> Justin, you just want a bag of baits. Happy Maybe. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas. Festivus. Festivus. For the rest we're, of us. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, guys, thanks. Thanks a lot. We had a great show today. Uh, next week. Uh, I don't know that next week is solidified, is it? Did we, uh, are the boys coming on or is it? Mikey Balls? Well, next week is not solidified, but we do have one confirmed guest. It's just a question of whether or not you want to move it around. Well, I do need to take care of the Black Friday thing. So, all right, guys, either way, we're going to have a great show for you next week. And uh, you're not going to want to miss this one. And uh, we're going to make sure you don't because we'll make sure we set this to public so that you can find it. Um, (laughs) And uh, my dog, he's still here. So good stuff. So, uh, Chris, thanks a lot for being on the show. Rafi, thank you. Fix, thank you as always. And uh, to all you guys that tuned in today, appreciate your patience, appreciate your, uh, your support. Did I say appreciate? I said appreciate. Appreciate. Uh, we appreciate your support and, uh, and your love for Monster Bass, and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Sweep the leg. <laughs> 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 <laughs>